Hello, welcome to the Daily Davis. This is the first edition of our podcast, or at least our our first show. And I say our, like there's two people sitting here and it's just me. Sometimes my wife will join me. What is this podcast going to be about? It's going to be about political and social commentary. We're going to get it 15 minutes. Like I said, 15 minutes you can't get back. But hopefully you'll learn something, something you can take with you the rest of the day. Or something you can read up on later. And we'll try to do this almost every day during the week. And we'll try to really to keep it to 15 minutes. Who does that? Who's, who is that good with their time? I am. So we'll jump right into it today. And you're going to learn the format of this podcast as we go. So there'll be a certain couple of things we do at the end. Um, but first, we're going to start with a very controversial issue, which many of my conservative friends are going to be upset uh, when I tell you the subject of today's podcast podcast is uh liberals are always right and that's not just a joke and that's not a play and morally speaking as we've had many of them many of them morally speaking liberals are always right conservatives tend to try to make an argument and feel like it's climbing uphill and that's because liberals are always right now i'll explain that to you and don't get upset the problem with the way political discourse or Facebook discourse or Thanksgiving fe- uh, feast discourse goes is that uh, two people are arguing two different things. Now, first of all, on the liberal side, they are arguing that everybody everybody should be free. Everybody should be happy. Healthcare should be free. Education should be free. Housing should be free. Food should be free. And, and that's, that's something very hard to argue with. doesn't matter who you are. Isn't that goal is we don't have to work very hard and we have everything. Wouldn't it be nice? Nobody had to worry. Everybody had a doctor. Everybody had food. Everybody has shoes. Everybody has a good day. That would be amazing. And that's where they're arguing from. The problem with conservatives is, is they're not the second they try to, rebut that which it's hard to rebut they've seen mean cruel out of touch why would you why would you argue against people getting free health care why would you argue against feeding the poor and everybody having a big house why would you you look like a jerk especially if you already have that stuff you don't get what i want so from a moral standpoint the liberals have the upper hand you if you want to argue from that you can't win you just look like the bad guy Especially when you're talking to young people who have no idea what it takes to create the society that we have at an upper level. Because you'll find a recurring theme here. There's only a few people, smart people, keeping all the dumb people alive. And the only reason the smart people keep the dumb people around is because, well, they're good at moving heavy things. Argue the moral outcomes life because they are simply the goal of all humans. But are they reachable? Is the utopian society in which the progressive liberal left has been um, touting for so long? Well, you know, they go in and out. Let's be honest. They go in and out of the, 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 the perfect society. Sometimes they go Marxist, which is a lot different. It's pretty ugly. But on a, bit, on a bigger scale, the utopian thing, the, you, you argue against it and you argue against the goodwill, the hope, the grace that we think that humans should experience what you should be doing 
what you should be doing is letting them finish what they think should be happening, their free education, their free housing, and then you ask them how. And there's there's a lot of history in this, and there's a lot of reasons why you can you can always, I wouldn't quote when, educate somebody because you're going to ask somebody how they're going to do something and they have to formulate a plan. It's not just words. Words fly out and they've got to sit on something, especially when it's an idea. Now, that's where the liberals are going to have a hard time. You, you know, they're, well, you know, you just you give people free health care. All right, well, all right. So doctors aren't going to charge anything. And we're talking truly free. So doctors are not going to charge anything. They're not going to make any money. They're just, you know, out of the goodness of their hearts, they're going to treat people. But they've got to get an education. And well, education should be free. So I assume our educators, in order to educate our doctors, they're just going to say, hey, we're not going to charge anybody. We're going to do all this work. We're not going to charge anybody. But they, both doctors and educators need to live somewhere so that you got to have a landowner or somebody who owns land or has a building. And they get to, they got to live there for free. You know, that guy gave it up for free. And as you go down the line, you're going to find something. No one's going to make a profit. Eventually, you're going to get to a job they do, and they're going to have to do their job for free. And that's going to, that's going to probably irk them. And that's, they're always using compelling someone else's labor. And, of course, they could say, well, the government will pay for it, while realizing that then nothing is free. Because if the government takes it from you and then gives it, hands it back out. And that's not necessarily redistribution of wealth. It's... They take up everybody's wages, and then they put it back out. They may give it right back to the same rich people. They may take it from a bunch of poor people and give it to the rich people. You need to think about our current government doesn't necessarily take our taxes, turn around, and hand it to all the poor people. There's major government contracts to provide everything from cafeteria food in the capital to buildings, out military, otherwise. Those all go to major contract people who already have money. A lot of this money gets siphoned from the middle class and taken and given to people who are already rich. And I'm totally okay with that. So when you're arguing with the, the, the liberals, they're not going to be able to come up with a very good plan. And let me tell you why they won't be able to come up with a very good plan um, on how to reach utopias. Because the utopian ideal, uh, Sir Thomas More, 1500s, in a book, Utopia, he coined the term, the word utopia. Um, I don't have to explain this to you. It's an idea of everything. It's great. So um, hard time. And the utopia lives not in um, a, 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 a nonfiction world. It lives in fiction. It is bleeds over into our nonfiction or political talk as, in the, as an ideal, um, as what some social democrats or socialist democrat socialist party or the progressive say it's all going to be this great you know the idea of we we reach and strive for that now as you go in literature and you go to the utopian ideals you have these novels and it's very interesting um if you have time is it's from the 1700s basically to the early 1900s you have several authors uh many authors I'd say but several prominent ones kind of just go through this this utopian idea and let me let me tell you how they they get their character into utopia the character usually goes to sleep or or somehow is incapacitated it wakes up and utopia has happened this is a very interesting point because they never not even in when in fiction where you can you can use whatever you know plot lines motives you can bend reality 
any way you want, and they still can't explain how you get everybody from there. They are now to the utopian society where everything is free, everything is open, nobody has to pay for anything, um, everybody is giving of their time and labor. And that is the most interesting part of the ideal. They don't know how to transition into it because there's a big problem with their plan and it's called individualism. Any single person acts like an individual, the whole plan falls apart. If one person decides they don't want to use their smarts in healthcare as a doctor and you know, they're not willing to give of themselves to either teach or then the whole entire thing starts to fall apart. An individual kills it. So that's one very liberal societies don't like individualism, even though they seem like, Oh, the creative ones, not necessarily creative to a point, but they don't want you acting out alone. They don't want you creating your own clubs. They don't want you being outside. So because that takes you away from volunteering all your time, uh, to them, or for the society. So the, that reiterates what I'm saying here is that if you look at history of utopia, you have to ask, how do you get from here to there? And there's no answer. There's no good answer. The, the, the answer is ugly. I mean, essentially, if you, if you want that society, you would have to start in very small pockets, which they have the hippie commune thing, uh, which, uh, and I'll be honest with a lot of these, uh, fiction, writings it really came down to sex that's that's the truth you read this you had somebody who was sexually frustrated and if you read uh not between the lines but you read every single line you'll find a person who was tired of being denied their sexual uh wants and needs of whether it's uh, they wanted to do certain things that were taboo taboo or do it with people who did not want to do it with them these utopian you know part of their big part of their society was the free love movement, which is an interesting thought because you remember you take the individualist out of them. You're, you're supposed to be giving of yourself to others and, um, that's it. You, you, if they come by and they want to do that with you, you have to say yes, because otherwise you're not giving of everything. Believe me, everything. And now, and you tell that to a liberal, they're going to recoil because let's be honest, there's things we won't do. There's people we don't want to do them with. And a lot of these utopian folks were frustrated that they didn't fit the bill for someone. And they figured if we could just get society to release all of these, uh, everybody's individual preferences for things, especially accumulating either wealth, safety, <laughs> or food for themselves, uh, we could have unlimited sex with the people we want. Now, and I hate to take it in an ugly direction, but that's kind of where it is. And as you'll find on these podcasts, I am willing to tell you some of the ugly, some of the good, some of the bad, and some of the ugly about yourself. Again, as I'm telling you as a conservative, if you're a conservative, you argue against the main point here, which is free everything, you look like a jerk. You need to make sure to bring up or have them give you a plan of how they intend to make use of your, <laughs> your intellectual property, your abilities. Uh, without paying you for it. And not only you, but millions, tens of millions of people at one time have to be over this and to do it without force and to do it without pain and to do it, you know, uh, w w without a, a general implosion of society. Because part of 
part of that could happen. And people see this happen, and then everybody really becomes super ragged individuals and say, we're not going to do collectivism at all. Uh, we're going to grab our piece of land, and we're going to monitor it. We're going to run around the edge of it with a gun and shoot at our neighbor until we're the last man standing. Let's hope it doesn't get to that. Because as everybody says, it, it goes far to one direction, it goes the other. So, as we end today's podcast, the first podcast, I hope you learned something, and I hope it, that the main point here is, one, don't argue the principle, don't argue the end, argue the means to realize that no one's ever made um, a good plan for how you end up in a utopian society where everybody donates a thing and everybody has everything for free. We are, we have, we, we can, I, I'm, I'm talking into a box of plastic and metal uh, that, that wasn't here f- you know, 50 years ago, essentially. Uh, but we had, but we haven't come up, you know, a plan for utopia, which has been an idea that is ages old as we can write and think. So don't engage in an argument in the ends, ask them for the means. And you don't even have to really respond in the end. You don't have to respond. So with that said, we're going to go into, um, kind of our moral, of the story and we're going to get in every other show we're going to do a, an amendment we'll talk about the amendments so we go through them but and then every other show we'll do a moral story so today's thing is called don't overplay your hand and it's a story about my wife um, and this is kind of a little bit about utopian uh, my wife um, when we travel to mexico she has some grasp of the language um, the spanish and she tends to speak um, oddly like a, a mexican uh, soccer announcer you know, it's just, it's, it's very big and she, and, and she, she knows some great phrases and she can, she can converse. But I warned her, I said, you know, if you, if you go too, too, if you're too confident and you do it too well, you stand the chance of these folks thinking you speak it much better than you do. And of course we go down there, uh, often, uh, and she speaks Spanish and she says something perfect, perfect sentence. It's great. And the person will fire back and Spanish and I say fire back a long compound sentence with local vernacular and we're both lost I speak you know and I can get verbs nouns you know then they can't uh conjugate anything but uh and and all of a sudden she's in a really embarrassing thing we say well no to that first part <laughs> I was really I was really good at there I didn't I can't do the rest and learning you overplay your hand you, you don't know what's going to happen when they fire back at you um, you seem like you know what you're talking about and then they actually do. So overplaying your hands, bad. It's not a poker game. Life is not a poker game. Admit when you don't know what you know, tell people exactly what you do know and see if you can get further from there. Cause otherwise you're not going to buy, be able to buy beer at the market and that's going to ruin your Saturday in Tijuana. All right, folks, this was our first podcast. It'll get better, I promise. Um, if you have an idea for a show, it's dailydavis77 at gmail.com, dailydavis at gmail.com, or dailydavis77 at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.